Welcome to the Masters of Comic Books podcast, where we're two fanboys with all the power. I'm your player one, Cole L. And I'm your player two, Dayspring. Cole, who do we have in the Masters of Comic Books treehouse today? We have our brothers. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. It's the attack of the little brothers. (laughs) It is. Do do we have... Do we have to formally introduce them? Nah. <laughs> they can introduce themselves. I bet they could. I mean, we had Ryan on before. Yes. That's Hi, true. I'm Ryan a- and I'm back. Sadly, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Revenge of the little brother. Yeah. <laughs> we also have my younger brother on, Peyton Daniel. How you doing? Hi, uh, I'm good. That's the spirit. <laughs> Hayden, I have so many questions for you. How was it like growing up with Cole as your older brother? Uh, it was frightening. <laughs> Ew, how frightening? We bond so well together. You're like my best friend. Aww. He tells lies. But yeah, <laughs> He's we, telling you know, lies. We're, we're really good friends. What? <laughs> you, I said you were telling lies earlier. You said it was horrifying. Ryan and I talk like every day for like four hours straight. I I will go on walks and I'll be like, I could listen to my music or I could just call Paul and that will like <laughs> make the time go by faster. <laughs> Literally like all these stores now just know me as like the person that's walking and talking to my brother. And then he's always on the other line, like making fun of me while I'm ordering something. My favorite thing <laughs> to do is hear Ryan interacting with the rest of the world. And when he's trying to order his acai bowl uh, with what? <laughs> no, you don't like onions in it. What, what is it Ooh. that you don't get? Onions in an acai bowl? Come on. Sorry, strawberries. Oh, strawberries. strawberries. It's like strawberries. I'm like, this person hates you. You've ruined their day. Now this is a custom <laughs> I, order. I literally have to ordering. take... I have to take off my headphones because he's talking in my ear. I either lower it or I take them off because it's like gets to a point where it starts to get intrusive. <laughs> yeah, Peyton and I, we talk almost every day. I mean, we were on the phone for like an hour because um, what did I say? Like F you or something to you? You did. <laughs> you so it like so I sent something on Instagram, like a beam or something, or I mentioned a joke that's like a really stupid joke. And he he just responds with F you. And then I responded back to him in reply. And then he called me. We talked for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a very civil conversation for us. <laughs> yeah, when, it's a very civil conversation. <laughs> when one of us is angry at the other, or when I'm angry at Paul, I just don't respond to any of his messages. <laughs> <laughs> this last trip to LA, the fire alarm went off in the middle of the night in his apartment, and we were walking out. And I was like, Ryan's gonna find some way to blame me for I would this. Never, I would never blame you for it. I thought more so that you were gonna be upset by the fire alarm going off <laughs> and blame me for it. <laughs> no, never, never, never. So we are here today to discuss what what, what are we discussing? Maybe the greatest game franchise ever. The greatest game franchise ever. Legend of Zelda. Woo! Yes. So fitting. So with us, I, I can say that Ryan watched me play Ocarina of Time. And I like to think 
poorly, by the way. <laughs> Listen, that water temple was a fucking nightmare. We were on that for day. a week. Wow. I remember just wow. watching. Well, because like it wasn't play... a week. I I ain't get paid on. Like, why are you saying a week? Why are you so because you played it, you played it fully, and then you would play it with me. You had a, like a, I think another save file where every time we were together in the room, you would play it oh, with God me. Damn. So like, I don't remember that. That's yeah. Nice. So we were. That's what so a that great was... older brother I was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I finally, you know, I always watched him play it. That was kind of my experience to Zelda. So I like to think you inherited a love of Nintendo and Zelda from me. Absolutely. Do you, Amongst other things. Do, do the Daniels have a similar story? Like, Cole, did you love Zelda? Or you guys are closer in age, so maybe you guys just got it as a gift and you played it jointly? What's, what's the age difference between you two? Two and a half years. Oh. Two and a half years? A decade between us. A decade. Wow. Jeez. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, he, was, he was four when I was playing Zelda, and I was 14. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. So wow. I guess, yeah, I guess me and Peyton... Peyton yeah. and I, we kind of played it together in a sense, like, because mm-hmm. since we we're so close in age, but even though Zelda was a big part of our lives, it didn't really come into my life until like I was nine years old to like when I really got into it. Like, of course, we had Majora's Mask for the 64, but um, I never like had any more games past that, except like Link was featured in Smash Brothers that we had, of course, mm-hmm. but we never had like an official Zelda game probably till about. 2008 2009 and we just got like a crap ton i mean we got twilight princess spirit tracks phantom hourglass I, yeah i think we had those three for the longest time and just play them religiously <laughs> especially uh spirit tracks i played religiously because i mm-hmm. went through a really big uh train phase when i was younger <laughs> <laughs> So I, I loved I loved just like playing spirit tracks and just blowing the whistle. <laughs> when oh, and he loved traveling. he loved going ham on the spirit flute as well. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you basically I, you blowed into the mic. You just moved it back and forth with your stylus, just going from one note to the other. Not that era of the DS. <laughs> oh, jeez. You you had the DS, Ryan. Yeah, the DS. I, I played a little bit of spirit tracks. My first official. So like I we were talking about you and I watched you play. Uh, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. For whatever reason, I never got into Wind Waker. Later, I got into the HD, but the one I actually played first was Twilight Princess. That was the first Zelda I played by myself. And like, that's I have a good a, introduction. Yeah, I, I feel like that one was uh, an interesting one by the fan. Like, fandom kind of has a, a, a very particular feeling towards it. But I have mm-hmm. a you know a special memory with it because that was like my first Zelda. And you actually for Christmas got me the Wii and the game as well i did i was oh. such a good brother so we were we were in new york it was thanksgiving and oh, yeah. jeff thanksgiving. went to the nintendo store to get ours and then i lined up at the true in times square the toys Us in times square to get yours mm-hmm. and you guys were visiting and so we were and i think saul was with us too saul was our primo and i think all three of us like we got three wees that day yeah that nice. it was and we all played zelda collectively <laughs> And I, I beat it before him, so I had to be careful with not spoiling anything. How did you guys manage, like, sharing the same game and, like, playing at different times? I guess it was just you, whoever got to it first. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we shared it the, also, we always, yeah, we always shared the console, so, yeah. It also involved a lot of, uh, whenever somebody was playing one game at the time, 
the other person had to go into the other mm. room until the other person was done playing to avoid spoilers. Basically, <laughs> yeah. We still do that to this day, too. Oh. Great brothers. I can't relate. We both get like separate consoles and literally just be in our, each other's room and then come <laughs> out and talk it. about it. We well, don't we, have that kind of money. <laughs> we lived together uh, in the mid 2000 2013 through 2016 2012 yeah, yeah. through 2016 mm-hmm. something like that and so we had to get we, we had to get two wii u's because we were we were big divas that's true but we, we only have... had one game we only we had we shared the same games though like mario yeah Kart yeah yeah, yeah. Like we were we were very good about that and very rarely did we overlap because of your work in my school so it was kind of perfect in that regard but um i have you all three of you on the zoom beat because i played legend of zelda when it first came out in the 80s with my primo i know i'm dating myself here it's fine it's fine i i I happily take it because you know what jokes on all of you guys 1986 was a great year so that's true i wasn't even born i know i'm sorry (laughs) i'm sorry you missed it (laughs) It i wasn't born i was nowhere near being born you guys were born in 2000 i was worried (laughs) i'm the youngest here i'm not even 20 yet oh my god how old are you I'm nine. Well, I'm actually going to be. Uh, I got a little over a month until I'm 20, okay. but I'm 19. Yeah. Okay, you're 19. You're a baby. You're a baby. You're a baby. Um, yeah. 86 was. Even a great though I have year. the most facial hair. That's I mean, true. this is that's true. true. That's that's just genetics at this point. <laughs> the little brothers get, get one on facial hair. I haven't shaved in three days. That's that's all I can get in three days. I haven't shaved in three weeks. Look wow. at it. <laughs> wow. It looks great on you. Yeah, <laughs> I get that. <laughs> but oh my god, when you actually get facial hair, Cole, it's gonna—it's such a—that's gonna drastically change your image. It's gonna all way. of a sudden I'm gonna have like a giant beard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a Nordic beard. It's just yeah. really long. <laughs> Stuff's gonna Cole, be in do there. That and I will shave mine. <laughs> well, I'll shave mine in jealousy. Oh just change god. roles. God, I don't know. I mean, listen, I'm, if you don't have facial hair now, it's not looking good. <laughs> which each no, year that not. goes yeah. by, which yeah. each year that goes by will tell you there's, I think around my mid twenties, did I have to start shaving at least like once a week, but now it's like, I had to start shaving in seventh grade. Like I, yeah. I started getting like facial hair. It was specifically just a mustache. And then I started getting a goatee and now I'm starting to get like little bits of hair on my chin, so, like around my like jaw. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm hoping for. Cause like right now I can only get kind of like this, like the mustache and the goatee. Um, but still waiting. You got me beat <laughs> on that one though, Pin. <laughs> Tabling the facial hair conversation sure. here, yeah. which can yeah, be this is totally talking to a yeah, facial sorry. hair podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Little Brothers to hijack 1986, when the original Zelda came out, you didn't know what the fuck was going on. There was no game like that. I see you doing that. I see you doing it. This may not be recorded for 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 YouTube, but we I could see you on the Zoom. Um, this the, the game was revolutionary, and I think um, it was described as a little garden in your drawer, and it was fun, and you just were thrown into this world, and you were told, take the sword, it's dangerous, out there alone, and boom, that's it, and, and, and you just discovered, and it was great. God, you're so old, you don't even know the saying, it's dangerous to go alone, take this. Take this. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, mm, Jesus, I didn't write God. it down, God, I yeah. fucking hate you so much, I'm just ejected, ejected. <laughs> The message that game gives you is always listen to an old man that gives you a sword. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, if you met a random stranger, a random old man on the street, or in a cave for this matter, 
you're gonna take the sword. <laughs> well, it's either True. him or me. Yeah, so. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> how uh, since you're the one that played it in the time, how was it like in that moment? If you remember, Paul, like kind of like what was that? Was it kind of like everyone felt like really awesome about it? Like people around you? Yeah, ever. It was a game changer. I mean, and then they had the. Nintendo show, the Mario show that mm-hmm. aired, and on Fridays it would be Zelda. Oh yeah, and, yeah, and oof. it was. Have you guys seen the cartoon? Yeah, oof. Fortunately, are you? I still love it, man. Uh, Excuse me, Princess. Princess. Yeah. This is a Triforce of Wisdom link. The evil wizard Ganon has a Triforce of Power. See, I know that fucking line, but. <laughs> Whoever gets both Triforces will rule this land forever. Link, you must help me. But um, So he knows lines from a terrible cartoon, but not from a good game. <laughs> <laughs> Dumb. I mean, that's the name of my memoir right there. But um, no, it, it was revolutionary. Everyone was playing Zelda. Everyone knew Zelda. And it was, it, 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 I think the only times I've seen that magic recaptured was with Ocarina. Mm-hmm. Ocarina like recaptured that and Breath of the Wild. That's Absolutely. that's those are the three instances where it can be like it felt like the whole world, everyone was playing Zelda. <laughs> the world stopped for Zelda. The world stopped for Zelda. Oh, but the one thing people used to say all the time, they're like, oh, but I thought like they would look at Link and they would call Link Zelda. Oh to this, you know. Yeah. When you kill people, they still do it. Yeah. So, you know, they they they, they or they, called Samus Metroid. Well, they're kind of. Well, you can't say that because you did that. I did do that, but (laughs) but she's okay. But her name isn't okay. (laughs) Just I'll stop. Shut. (laughs) Shut. (laughs) You stay Um, quiet over there. (laughs) So what? What? Why don't we talk about the franchise and what it means to all of us in general, and like a general like synopsis for those listening at home who probably don't really know Zelda as well as we do. I guess it wasn't much the stories that, I mean, I always thought the stories were really interesting, but I guess just the adventure aspect to it always appealed to me. I loved kind of just being on this quest to save the princess or save someone and become that hero of time, hero of winds, uh, hero of twilight. And I always thought it was just fun. And I just love the adventure part of it, I guess. I think one of the best things about Zelda is that discoverable discoverability when you're playing the game and you stumble upon something and i think miyamoto has said this where it was supposed to be it it was reminiscent of his childhood where Mm -hmm. he was just walking in the woods and he would stumble upon a forest (laughs) 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 ding 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 i'm sorry go paint it (laughs) uh zelda to me so i'm actually a uh i'm kind of a little bit of a story writer and uh, I usually take influence from games, movies, and whatnot. And Zelda's, um, I know that for a lot of the darker games, uh, the uh, aesthetics of that of the games, that like sense of just like exploration, kind of mirrors my exploration and of like my own imagination. So like it's awesome to just be thrown into a situation and just said, "Go at it and just explore." And I think Breath of the Wild even uh, captured that just like the original, like you said, Paul. And, and I think there's so many, and we can get into it once we talk about our, our, our favorite games, but I think the callbacks in Breath of the Wild are, are phenomenal. And I think they knew, I, Nintendo knew what they were doing with that game. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, I, you know, as many of you know, I'm an artist, so I love, I took a lot of influence from Zelda growing up and a lot of like older Nintendo games. Um, and of course, like having that memory of like watching you play, you know, the games, uh, Paul, like together. And then it's funny because I always watched you play Ocarina and I kind of, that was my experience of knowing Ocarina of time. And then when the remake happened, um, it was the summer of, um, my senior year going into thesis and I spent the whole summer kind of like trying to figure out what I wanted to do my story about or what I wanted my piece to be and I took a lot of influence from like stuff that inspired me and that's where I started going going down this rabbit hole of like all the things that I have still kind of stuck with me throughout the years and Zelda specifically Ocarina of Time has always stuck with me and I, I watched so many deep dives so many retrospectives I, I've like digested the game so many times and being able to experience it on my own was really exciting because like I didn't use a, ga a strategy guide I didn't have you I kind of just played it based off of the memory I had of the game and um it was really awesome because it's like it, you know the the general theme of the story is about growing up it's about accepting that you know times change and you have to become an adult and you lose your childhood in a lot of ways. And I always felt like as a kid, I was more mature and a little bit too much of an adult. So I always felt like I kind of didn't get to be a kid as much, um, especially because of our upbringing. You know, we had the recession and everything. I kind of was faced with a lot of like real world issues that I didn't realize um, were so prevalent. And also being, you know, uh, a gay, um, you know, kid in high school or in college or not in college, but a kid in middle school and high school, you know, you have to kind of grow up a little bit and you lose a sense of your childhood because you weren't yourself authentically. So I've always resonated with that idea of like loss. And there's like beautiful little moments, like when you have to say goodbye to um, uh, Sarah, what's her name? Saria or Sarah? Sarah. Sarah, right? Is it Sarah? I always say yeah, Ocarina of Time. It, yeah, yeah. It's pronounced Sarah. I just wanted oh. to make sure I was, I didn't say it wrong. Um, I always say Saria. That is why I, <laughs> this is why I have trust <laughs> issues. Um, but when you have to say goodbye to Sarah, it's like such a tender moment of like, you know, this childhood friend of yours that you have to say goodbye to. And I felt, I think we've all resonated with that where you grow up and you kind of move on from childhood friends or mm -hmm. some friends just, you know, you are passerbys in your time. And I think it was such a beautiful uh, game. And I always, to this day, will love, um, specifically my favorite track is the Great Fairy Found theme. Um, that is one of the, like the most beautiful melodies and also I mean so many others but like Great Fairy was uh, the Great Fairy track was my favorite and I use her laugh as my ringtone uh, that's awesome for my boyfriend so every time every time he texts me I'll like you just hear her like oh! <laughs> laugh. and everyone goes did your phone oh, just amazing. laugh at me and I was like yeah there's a website where you can like they have all the sound bites so I just stripped uh, I just got the one I wanted and then you can just use it as like a ringtone Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I got to do that. I always think of you when I see the great fairies. I wonder why. Majestic over the top thirst traps. <laughs> yeah, Especially in Breath of the Wild. They oh my really gosh. Queens. Oh my God. Queens. <laughs> yeah. I, I think with Zelda, you know, at the time, you know, when it first came out, I mean, it was a quintessential, the boy on the farm who meets a wizard and has to go off and save the princess and you know battle the you know the demons it, and it was just so great and, and so for those of you at, at home who probably don't know the story uh, it's you know this young protagonist named link and you can change his name you know to your name or whatever you want the idea of him being called link is because he's the link between the player 
and the and the game. But Link has to go off and save Hyrule from Ganon, who is usually more often than not the protagonist or antagonist, excuse me. And, you know, hanging in the balances, Princess Zelda and the Triforce and and the whole entire history of Hyrule. And I remember just reading the the game pamphlet about what Zelda had to do mm-hmm. in that first first Zelda game where she had to shatter the Triforce of Wisdom and scatter it. And I was like, what is the Triforce of Wisdom? You know, and and to think of it as this little relic or how it was portrayed in the in the animated series, which, you know, apparently not everyone loves on this Zoom right now, but I think it's one of the greatest cartoons ever made. But um, it, it just it, it was just very thought provoking on a on a very deep spiritual level as a child to to think that there was this kind of story out there and, and someone who had to rise to the occasion. And, and, and there, there were these relics that held the answers to the world and, and you had to defeat the bad guy at the end. It was very, very fun and, and very revolutionary. Mm-hmm. And, and obviously, as time has gone on, we know all these games are connected and there is, you know, a timeline of sorts. Yeah, they came up with the timeline like on the 25th anniversary, like mm-hmm. with Skyward Sword coming out because um, they end up coming out with that Hyrule Historia big oh. giant book right there. I... I think I read that whole book too. Yeah. <laughs> I've it's read that whole book. Oh, it's, it's really great. Have you guys ever read any of the manga yes. for Zelda? Mm-hmm. The Ocarina of Time manga is beautiful. It is yeah. one of the most beautiful ones I've read. And I'm forgetting the name of the... Oh my God, it was the... the yeah, yeah, Peyton has Twilight Princess. I forgot about yeah. that. Oh, I haven't read Twilight Princess. Twilight Princess it's gorgeous. Here. Yeah, it's really good. Going on too, I think. It humanized mm-hmm. a lot of the story. Like Link mm-hmm. cared for one of the monsters that he eventually has to kill. But I love the scene at the end of Ocarina where he meets up with Zelda. And he's like, to be on this adventure with you, I've missed you. And like, they kind of like go in together. I think it's so cute. <laughs> I think, oh, uh, I was going to say, I think like what's so great about the game is, you know, it's always kind of had the same formula. And I think Ocarina of Time really like hit that like, perfect harmony of adventure hero like heroism you know medieval kind of influence in a lot of its like uh in a lot of its structure and i think that's what resonated with so many people was like it's the it almost felt like a quintessential adventure story at the time that everyone was like obsessed with Mm -hmm. um and it's only ever expanded on it which i i've always you know everyone always has their gripes with like oh delays this delays that i was so happy whenever they delay a Zelda game, because it means that they're really trying to make it like they're, amazing. They're perfecting it even more, which oh, is yeah. fantastic. Which, I mean, yeah. Well, I was just going to say that just means that just proves how important Zelda as a franchise is to Nintendo as a whole and all the creators mm-hmm. involved. And I think it shows in every single game that's been released that they take careful consideration for the fans and the characters in the story as a whole and it's miraculous within the music within the story within the adventure the gameplay it's just wonderful the coolest thing about ocarina for me was the fact that like the music was made with such simple notes Mm -hmm. that were meant to be repeated and they were trying to like create like they're so perfect because they're simple but yet can be complex and have so much depth to the music and it's supposed to like be emulated through a few notes and it's like so smart it like really just that music will always be i think a classic that so many people who are influenced by video games 
I'm not surprised when they say like, I took a lot of influence from Zelda's music for, you know, my own stuff mm -hmm. or things like that. Cause it's really iconic. Yeah. I mean, I think at every Zelda game, the music, like the song of storms, mm -hmm. Saria's song, it's just so, and like the, the song of the hero, I, I mean, it's just, we just got Skyward Sword re-released and it's gorgeous. Like yeah. the theme is, is stunning. It's one like of Bow the- Like Bow to the Goddess. And oh my stuff. God, yeah. yeah. I love that. And, yeah. and have you guys been to uh, the Symphony of the Goddess, the live oh, yeah. show? Oh, we took you, Ryan. We yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, forgot. that was so much fun. Yeah, when you told me about that, I was like, I'm jealous. It was amazing. It's one of. It was so wonderful to be there, and they were playing "Ballad of the Goddess," and then they do the song of the hero, and yeah. it's it's literally everyone in the audience just stays silent because it's that yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. Oh my god, goosebumps! The the Zelda Orchestra like album is probably one of the most beautiful sounding, like albums i've ever heard or just music. i was just listening to it last night actually oh, so good it is beautiful oh my god that's I like to i want that to be my wedding theme yeah <laughs> wait wait this is a really great question what, what's your favorite zelda score everyone from like, like a song or from the game from a game yeah like it, from whatever wait, wait out of all the games out of all the music we've heard for zelda what's your like favorite zelda score well, I would say I love it when they, with Skyward Sword, when they finally brought in an actual symphony. Um, I don't know if I would say Skyward Sword is my favorite. I love uh, A Link to the Past, though. Mm -hmm. yeah. Or uh, A Link Between Worlds, sorry. Mm -hmm. Because um, even though A Link to the Past is iconic in its sense, it was still had that like 16-bit music, of course. But I love orchestrated, realistic music and i think and that's exactly what a link between worlds did is just basically take a link to the past music and just make it symphonic <laughs> so i love all that stuff Peyton, i'm with them link between worlds man of many words <laughs> <laughs> i am a man of many words i'm a, i am a simple man <laughs> ryan uh, I already said uh, Great Fairy found theme, but another one too that I do love is um, the Lost Woods theme. That's Ooh, always, yes. Oh, yes. Like yes. I, I remember that was also my ringtone as a kid, actually. Uh, when I had my first phone, I made that specifically. I remember holding, oh my God, I to date myself, I remember going up and literally like, uh, I think I used the N64 actually, and I booted up that specific area, like the Lost Woods, to get oh. the song. Did and then I just it? put my phone uh. up against it and I recorded <laughs> it. It was like, that was like, honestly, something I, that's how much I love the the music. I was like so happy. So yeah, those two are really good. Um, I would just, say, yeah. sorry, I forgot uh, The Great Sea from The Wind Waker. That's probably, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's probably my favorite one. Yeah. That is probably really my good. favorite song. Um, or just the theme song from Wind Waker when you boot it up for the first oh, time yeah. and the title screen comes up. Oh my god, when they were talking about like the hero and how he never came and then the Hyrule was flooded. That was mm -hmm. good. I love I love that story. It's yeah. so fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's one of the first within like the split timelines to show like yeah. there I mean, there is a timeline to where I mean what I mean, it's interesting. It's like what would happen if uh Link was defeated or something like that. Or yeah, was the it the fallen hero timeline? Was it the fallen hero? It's the adult timeline. No, it's, it it's is the adult, yeah. It's when it's he doesn't adult. come back. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I have it up. Peyton's prepared. I had it Unlike up and me. then this thing just I have, like I have, it, right, I have it right here. <laughs> I have it right here. 
Well, I had it here, and now I'm like Mind flipping over through Zelda's looks, which all look immaculate. Oh, what a queen. Paul, what's your favorite song? <laughs> I, what's the one? So first of all, I mean, the one that I'm always going to say is the main, the main theme song. Yeah. I, I love it so much. But the other one that I always try to go back to, and Ryan, you, you know the title of it. It's the one that they had for uh, Breath of the Wild for their presentation. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Oh, that one. Uh, that's like, I think that was an original. Yeah. Um, it was like the for the trailer specifically yeah um where it's like the kind of like it actually uses the main theme it yeah. uses the main theme towards the end it's the first like the or not the first but it's the presentation trailer for breath of the wild where they showed okay. like all the cutscenes. Uh, it's um yeah it doesn't actually have a specific name it was just for the presentation it's on the album mm -hmm. as like the presentation song. yeah presentation and, song and <laughs> it's in all right, I got the timeline back. Yeah, and it's in I think Smash Brothers. You can you can get yeah. it too. There. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I but I that would have to be one. And and Ballad of the Goddess too. I mean, yeah, I got Ballad of the I, Goddess is one. Zelda backwards. <laughs> yeah. Zelda, yeah. Zelda Zelda lullaby it backwards. Is. <laughs> I love that. I also it, always yeah. I always love uh, Long on Ranch slash Epona song. That always makes me think of like our our animals paul like whenever mm. i think about that because i also use it when my when my dog turned one year old uh i used uh epona's song for it and now i i'm like always just so emotional like oh my god it's so beautiful <laughs> but um, that was like I, also we we uh i rode horses when i was little so like that's kind of another thing uh having that as like a frame of reference for that song horses freak me out so i don't have that bond <laughs> Wow, Epona is shook right now. She is shook. Uh, yeah, we had horses growing up. I, our dad had a quarterback and a Palomino. And I know Palomino is like a shade of a horse, but for whatever reason, it's he was a Palomino. That's that's as far as I know. But um, yeah, I mean, I think the music and everything is just absolutely so wonderful and so beautiful. And, you know, thinking of the timeline to go back to what we were just discussing, uh, Skyward Sword, they announced, you know, for the 25th anniversary of the timeline because mm -hmm. Skyward Sword is the first in the timeline. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I really like that, how it, it's like, it's basically what started this whole thing. Like a hero from the skies comes down to save everyone, basically, which answers the first story from uh, Minish Cap. Uh, mm -hmm. with that opening saying the hero from the skies and stuff. And then it just keeps on going down from there. And it's just so cool how they managed to connect it all from that. It also, cause like they didn't really have an overarching story, uh, obviously when they started. So they've mm -hmm. done a really good job having to like, they have to retcon things naturally cause they didn't plan this from the beginning, but of course they did yeah. a really good job of like, not super uber retconning everything. I mean, like, you compare this timeline to like Kingdom Hearts' timeline, <laughs> it's like light years difference of like yeah. how they handled things. Cause Kingdom Hearts got retconned so many times, so many details get shuffled around. Whereas like Zelda, there's like a few things that they maybe adjust here and there, or they try to work with what they have, which I think is really smart. And now they're able to like plan years in advance. There's games beyond Breath of the Wild. I'm sure they've already planned where they fall under timeline wise. And I like the fact that there's three timelines. I think that makes the game really interesting. And it also doesn't make you have to like, you know why they're all connected and you don't have mm -hmm. to also worry if something isn't as super connected as the others. Well, yeah, it's a good excuse that um, Wind Waker, or not Wind Waker, but like, yeah, it's just, it's cool. I like how it's uh, split in three different timelines. 
Yeah. And I forgot who it was. I think it was Zeltic who pointed out that um, the timeline with the fallen hero, he, the, his cap has like the yellow, the, the little yellow strip on it. Mm-hmm. And that's how you can oh, tell wow. it's a fallen hero timeline because all the heroes in that timeline, their, their cap has the, uh, the yellow stripe on it. Oh, wow. I've never even paid attention to that. That is so never cool. Noticed that. Yeah, no, it's, it's Zeltic a couple of years ago i was upset i don't do you guys know zeltic yeah yeah i do yeah he does all the theory videos wonderful breakdowns i mean also like a little two second trailer comes out and he's like oh my god let us dissect everything here so he like <laughs> he goes nuts on it but all right so skyward sword and then minish cap as you were discussing that's which i think one. is a really underrated game i actually do like minish cap yeah i still need I, to play that i've seen the walkthroughs <laughs> online it's it's fun considering it's a Game Boy Advance game, and I think it's done by Capcom, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, because didn't because I think Capcom did that one and the two Oracle games, and I think mm-hmm. those are some of the most underrated Zelda games. Yeah, I love the Oracle games quite a bit. I played Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons. <laughs> did you link them to play to fight Ganon at the end? Um, I don't remember because I was 16 and in biology class when I was playing these games <laughs> and I could get away with it back then. But um, I enjoyed them quite a bit. I thought they were they were a lot of fun for the time, but yeah. I didn't know Capcom had a hand in. But I maybe I did. I think it's all coming back to me now. I think so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Cool. All right. So the next one in the timeline is Four Swords. Mm-hmm. the game boy the little game boy version so it's yep. it's like a hour game <laughs> to be honest <laughs> well because that one also had the ability to play with other people that was like yeah. the main like marketing strat was that like well it also came with a link to the past too yeah. like the updated version of it yeah and i think everybody else played that instead of <laughs> four swords <laughs> <laughs> that's because it was hard to get your hands on like the link cable and stuff yeah. probably the game yeah. boy era and then, obviously, with Ocarina of Time, that's where the timeline is broken. Yeah. I will be a sinner for this. I have not beaten Ocarina of Time. I actually got stuck on uh, the Water Temple. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we were talking about you, the Water Temple everyone. before you got on. And Ryan here is like, oh, it took Paul a week to. Yeah, no shit. It took me a week to get through it. I was 14, and I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I got through it by my perfectly fine okay well i got through it perfectly fine too twice on master quest and the regular version oh yeah i you know it's funny because a lot of you get a gold star yeah good for you thank you i I made friends with the wrong daniel obviously (laughs) (laughs) thank you (laughs) like it's a little switcheroo right there with who (laughs) us bonding um We'll, I, I, we'll be the losers of comic books podcasts. Oh my I. god! Um, I love <laughs> or the novices of comic book podcasts. I love the novices. I, I love how much that was like such a contention with Ocarina of Time was just the Water Temple. Like it's not even like a oh you know some people had issues. It's like unanimously across the board, everyone hated that. Temple. Okay, I think Majora's Mask Water Temple is worse. Uh, well, Majora's Mask gives okay, me anxiety. Th- <laughs> Every <that's> time. true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I remember I when I was induces anxiety. Yeah. yeah. I was playing the Stone Temple and I remember I was running out of time and I was facing that final boss. So I'm just a giant young link trying to beat up this giant worm. Same. Why here? Do 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 do. It's like the screen gets smaller as well. You're like, ah, ah 
that. <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like that game originated by fear of like countdowns in games. Like every time there's a countdown in a game, in general. I'm just like, I'm like, yeah, or countdowns in general. I'm just like, <laughs> like I think it, it's like three days, which is not really like it, it's not that short. It's a decent amount of time to do three something, days. but still, like in my head, I'm like, I can't do this, so I'm always like paralyzed. Well, even if you don't slow down the time, you're kind of effed. Yeah, it's. I I, re- I watched a lot of walkthroughs for it too because I was just like, damn, the shit you have to be like constantly in, in uh, keeping up with and like thinking back to doing, it's exhausting and intense. It's it's such a great game though. Yeah, oh, not, that, it's a cult classic. Easily, I mean mm-hmm. the three the three day concept could have easily just been like terribly done. Yeah, but I think they did it miraculously. And oh, for sure. And I love like some of like the theories behind it, like the backstories and stuff. But it's such a good game, and I think Majora's Mask is such a fascinating villain, and the mask man, uh, the mask salesman, is such a creepy dude. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love mm-hmm. I I love a lot of like, w- well, what they did was so smart. Where they just reused the engine, they they added a few new graphics or a few new assets here and there, and then they basically yeah, Lincoln just, Flip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then they just did, they just made the game. And that's great. And that's what I, you know, we were talking about this on their Metroid episode where it's like something like Breath of the Wild, don't reinvent the wheel with that engine. Use that engine as many times as you need to because that is honestly the greatest thing. And it's kind of like with Zelda, Ocarina of Time at the time. Like it was a great engine. Mm -hmm. Use it as much as you can. You have all these assets that you didn't even go fully, really push to the limit. Um, So I think Majora's Mask was really a smart one. I'm so shocked that it sometimes gets like, not mixed, but I can like some people are like I don't really like that game. I was like that was a really good. Sequel. I can understand it though because we were actually talking about this with Anthony Oliveira in our interview last week. It was such a drastic change that it sure. was so. When something changes like that, I mean that could warp you for a while to where you just don't like it. Like it's not the same Zelda from before, or it, but I have been. I've heard like how it can be a little too dark at times. Like Majora's Scream still haunts me to this day. Oh so, yeah, yeah even his, even Skull Kid's laugh. Nightmare Fuel. I, I love that laugh so much. So Majora's Mask, though, I think has aged really well with people at the time. It came out so close to Ocarina, and mm-hmm. it recycled a lot of the assets. The average players, people who aren't yeah. diehard, you know, Zelda fans like us weren't happy with it they're like why why is everything the same here like down to like you know the the npcs so a lot of people did not play majora's mask in the way they did ocarina because they just saw it as like a knockoff and then with wind waker that would eventually come out people were so disappointed in the cell shading and i and i was one of them and well, that's I'd, because they showed the trailer of like Twilight Prince, or no, they showed like a more like advanced Ocarina of Time with Zelda and Ganondorf fighting. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. You're absolutely right. And and we were promised more of a, you know, that kind of 3D Zelda. And then they gave us the cell shading, which by the way, aged nicely. I played, I finally played Wind Waker on the Wii U when it was released on HD. And it was great. I and think it's a that's great story. aged better than Twilight Princess, honestly. Oh, absolutely i well twilight princess i did not think was a good game in general i don't think it's a bad game by any means but out of a zelda game i didn't think it was someone i forgot what it was there was an interview and someone basically said they were like there was a lot of stuff left that wasn't polished or finished within twilight princess and it showed Mm -hmm. in its production 
option. It, well, developing. it really shows in the HD version, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I forgot how I, I, I felt like that was one. That was one I did not feel like I needed to revisit HD wise. A remake, yes, not a, a remaster. I, I still bought it. So, or I still got it. I think Peyton got it for me, actually. Mm. I got it for your birthday, and it came with the Amiibo Wolf Link. Your oh, yeah. I, I do like the Wolf Link Amiibo, though. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was a lifesaver. In... What was that lifesaver? Oh, because you could get in Breath of the Wild with... Yeah, you got yeah, the Wolf you, Link. You, you got the Wolf yeah. Link in and Breath of the Wild. And you can get Chaz. And you can get the tunics, the, the original tunic. Well, that's with, like... Uh, Oh no! Like you link amiibos and no, you get. I'm sorry. With the wolf tunic, you get the Twilight Princess tunic. Excuse me. With the wolf amiibo, you get the Twilight Princess tunic, and then you get Wolf Link as well. Yeah, yeah. from what I remember. Yeah. It's... Mm-hmm. Wait, let me let me finish the timeline quickly. So, so once uh, we have Ocarina of Time, the 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 timeline splits into three, and the two games we just discussed, Majora's Mask and Twilight Princess. That is. Um, it's called the legacy of the hero or the hero is triumphant, excuse me, the hero is triumphant timeline. And it ends with four swords adventures. And Which then... I feel like they just didn't know where to put that game. So they're just like, we'll just throw it down here, I guess. <laughs> Pretty <Yeah>. much. <laughs> and then the literally other, the other games we were talking about too, with wind waker, phantom hourglass and spirit tracks. That is um, the, the adult timeline, I believe mm-hmm. that's, and like, those are clear, like, successors yeah. of each other yeah yeah i mean it's the same design i mean hell phantom Iron glass and spirit tracks are well i mean they're all the exact same just spirit tracks is on a train yeah <laughs> basically and and in the way the timeline is broken here is that in ocarina if you die then you get the defeated hero timeline mm-hmm. which is a link to mm-hmm. the past oracle of ages and seasons links awakening legend of zelda and then you know, the original legend of zelda and then the adventures of link but then the the timeline where you go back as a kid that's the childhood timeline and then and then the timeline that's left behind is the adult timeline right is that how yeah yes so wind waker is the adult timeline majora's mask is the return timeline and then uh then there's the Link to the past is the hero is defeated. (laughs) When you just die. (laughs) When you just die. (laughs) I think yeah, it was when you you die, you go to down this road. (laughs) Yeah. You fail to defeat Ganon was basically, I think, like the the gist of it. So if you never hit retry and just turned off the console. (laughs) That's it. You doomed the entire Zelda timeline. It is interesting that they even thought that to that extent. Like they they really gave it a lot of lucky stuff right there. Yeah. yeah, that is yeah. some Loki stuff. You're absolutely right on that. Very also Undertale. TVA is going to be on you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, considering all these games, all these different iterations of the characters, what, 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 what is some of your what? What are your favorite incarnations of the characters? I love Toon Link. I love the Hero of the Winds from Wind Waker. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I do. I mean, it, okay. So I have a few notes here. I mean, like he. I mean, he was nobody from a village. He basically had no purpose until he accepted the role of Hero of Time. But he's adorable. He is adorable, and he makes the best facial expressions in the world. So good. Yes, he does. So good. (laughs) Like especially when he gets right before he gets launched out of that cannon. I was gonna say that. That was (laughs) the best face he could have ever made. But what's great is that fate is not what drives drives his journey, which is what one of the characters from Wind Waker says. I mean. He just takes on a mission to go save his sister from this giant ass bird. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because family. But yeah. 
And then, like, right at once he finally <laughs> saves his sister, he still continues on his mission in the process to learn to be a hero and to become the hero of time and like just be that next predecessor and it's so great and like he goes on to save hyrule and defeat ganon Mm -hmm. and then he goes and finds a new hyrule which all leads into uh spirit tracks and stuff Mm -hmm. and plus he just defeats another villain in phantom hourglass so he's accomplished a lot at a young age (laughs) also his departure when he has when he says goodbye to his grandma is like probably one wow. uh, like that was such a a great moment that holds just up like that yeah man. and oh. you just see her you just see her like there and it's so powerful it's such a great they plus really the did music a, plus the music that plays there's oh so emotional so good mm. they really did a great job with the expressions and i love the stylization at the time i didn't understand it but like as i got older i love the the way they pushed the stylization of the characters the body types the the forms it's just so great they, and they it really looks do. good in the hd version like spectacular literally like mm-hmm. exactly what you would want from an hd remake the Hell hd yeah. is mm-hmm. beautiful the graphics just pop really well and i love the sense of urgency too with his story it's like it starts off with girls with pointy ears are being are being abducted and yeah. mm-hmm. it's it's really it's a really fun game and it starts piquing your interest and it was i thought the gameplay was great i love the great sea that 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 felt endless to me you know when you think of like the sky and skyward sword that's kind of lame in comparison oh yeah so i mean even the i mean in Glass, it's spirit tracks even took on that kind of like same aspect of having the music play while it's traveling i think it's the all three of those are iconic in my opinion yeah i agree with that i also will say before i i, I say my ranking i think i give an honorable mention to tetra as one of my favorite versions of Zelda before she turns into Zelda. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like once she turns into Zelda, all personality out the window, gone completely. <laughs> but like as Tetra, what a great like character. So awesome and such a, a unique way. It's like a remake of Sheik. And I love that a lot. Oh yeah, um, totally. I never even thought of that before. I really yeah. like that. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Hayden, what do you? Who are your favorite incarnations of these characters? So I actually uh, just played Skyward Sword. Well, not just played, but like I recently played Skyward Sword HD on the Switch, and I have learned to love the Skyward Sword version of Zelda and mm-hmm. Link. Their yeah. relationship is something that I just love seeing it throughout the entire game, and especially when she goes into the crystal. It's just like, I was honestly like, my heart like broke when I, when I saw that happen. Like I knew it was going to happen because I watched Cole play it and I've seen gameplay of it. But like just seeing that with my own eyes, like playing it myself, it just, it just really tug at the heartstrings. So I was like more determined to uh, play it and like beat the game and beat a demise, which is funny because I did the side quest where you kind of, fall in love with the shopkeeper oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like oh i did so I, I was did like no <laughs> <laughs> well i was like i had her and then i had zelda i'm like hmm. link's the a real, player that's for sure is. Link's he's a not player. a player he just crushes a lot <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to there you go. lyrics but at all. it's crazy how you bring up how 
you got really emotional at that scene. It, there's just like a total different, like, cause you watched me play it and you weren't expecting to get all emotional about it. But I remember watching you play that. And there's just something different when you have that controller in your hand and you're behind that TV mm-hmm. and you're, cause that is you now you're yeah. the one putting Zelda or yeah, putting Zelda in, or you weren't, aren't putting Zelda in that chrysalis, but you're watching her being encased in this chrysalis and like, man, I still got to save her and whatever. And I it's look. so beautiful because it's, you know, every Zelda game starts off with Link waking up and she calls him sleepyhead. You know, you're going to have to wake me up now. And she gets encased in it. It's just, it's beautiful. I, I think, Sky, spoilers for my list, I think Skyward Sword is one of the most emotional games in the franchise. It's one of the probably one of the best story driven games that yeah, they have. I think it's the best story. Story wise, it has the best story. I think oh, yeah. lot, I totally understand when people complain about the mechanic bet- uh, behind Phi or Fi, um, yeah. however you want to pronounce it. Um, I I think like Fi yeah, literally. <laughs> I think I, I totally understand. Those are her sisters. <laughs> <laughs> um, I totally I totally understand that she's a little obnoxious with, especially in the older game before the remake or before the remaster. But I love a storyline where something that doesn't have any humanity in it develops humanity over time and they learn. And that like, so that sequence with Zelda being encased made me emotional. And then at the end, when it's like, when it's like, she's like, I learned one thing. Uh, I don't have the words to develop it, but you guys call it, or you guys have addressed it as happiness. And I literally threw the controller crying. I was like, this is one of the most- Oh yeah. No. Moments. no. Where where it got me? Oh, where she's here like that. she's here like I've heard many people say this to you on our quest. Yeah. Thank you. May we meet yeah. again in another life. I was like, oh, oh my god! And she said, just, and she calls you by your name too instead yeah. of master. Oh, it's I got so goosebumps good. when you just said that. By the way, oh man, BRB, I'm gonna go cry. Yeah, <laughs> BRB, let's all go cry. But um, Payton, I'm gonna yes. I'm gonna piggyback <laughs> off of you and say Skyward Sword is probably my favorite incarnation of the characters for Link and yes. Zelda for everything you just said. I I think they're fully fleshed out. They went there with the romance. It was the first time the romance was really in your face uh, in the franchise. And I just I love it. Introduces the idea that Zelda is the goddess Hylia reborn. And, you know, when Demise is like, I curse you and others like you, those who share the blood of the goddess and the spirit of the hero will forever be bound to my curse. And you understand why these three are interlocked in destiny and are reborn over and over again. It's it's beautiful. And the ending with uh, Zelda being Link, saying, Link, what do you want to do? Mirrors the ending of Buffy, where Donna's oh, yeah. like, yeah, Buffy, <laughs> what are we going to do now? And it just zooms in on <laughs> Buffy's face and she smiles. I thought it was... So, so for those reasons, and 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 my own are why I I really like those those incarnations of the characters. I have to say, my favorite incarnation um, has to be Breath of the Wild, especially with Age of Calamity. But specifically, one thing I loved, and they did this with Samus too in the new Metroid game, but with Breath of the Wild, they gave a reason for why Link's mute, and it's because he burdens so much, or he holds so much in because he has to deal with so many things that he doesn't want to burden other people with his worries or his concerns so he's very stoic as a result and they they gave a reasoning behind his muteness and i also love that zelda's whole journey was like instead of it being like you're going to be the you know the goddess you're going to be inheriting all this power she's struggling to like get to that point and like that cutscene where he's Mm -hmm. standing by while she's at the fountain and she's like 
so upset that she can't, her powers aren't awakening. I felt like they really humanize a lot of these characters and they really gave a lot of reasoning behind them. And that was something Nintendo started doing with a lot of their games, even with Pokemon, Sword and Shield, where they started humanizing a lot of the tropes they built. Instead mm-hmm. of it just being a trope, they gave a lot more reason and, and almost kind of um, deconstructed the the trope too, which I thought they did really well. And only they could do it as uh, as awesomely. And I, I love, uh, especially even in um, Age of Calamity, where they start to kind of add on to Link's obsession with eating and that they're like, he's a glutton. And that's like his like <laughs> big personality quirk. I, I do like that they kept him very quiet and stoic, but I do like that they give hints of his personality so that you can actually feel like he's a character now. Yeah, I love how they added that in, uh, in Breath of the Wild and everything. It's so cool. I love it. Um, why am I forgetting the name of uh, the champion that was like Zelda? Uh, no, no, the other one, the one that was friends with Zelda's mom, the Gerudo. Oh, um, it, or uh, Bosa, Urbosa, Urbosa. Urbosa. Yeah. Uh, oh, when, she's a queen. Oh, I first love of all, her. I love, love the scene where she's here, like you know, legend has it that Ganon, you know, was a Gerudo. This makes it all the more, you know, potent. You know, the revenge all the more sweet. But um, I love that scene where Zelda is asleep and she's talking to Link, and she's yeah. like, she really is precious, isn't she? And and they really does frame frame their relationship there too she's a they they gave such, yeah uh, <laughs> I, I love how much like they really gave the characters a lot more personality and a lot more intrigue in a contemporary sense you know they're not just these tropes there's a lot of aspects to it i also love the like the love triangle situation of like mifa and zelda yeah. too i feel like it it really adds a layer of intrigue to link it's like is he actually romantically involved with Zelda or is it more of a duty and obligation I I like that they kind of leave that for you to interpret and for you Mm -hmm. to play around because they never fully give an exact answer but you know what I also loved about that like Mifa is trying to give Zelda advice on how to awaken her power (laughs) and she goes to say um you know in order for the way I tap into it is because I think of my love for you know and that's what she was trying to say and I love that subtle nuance like you have to really be paying attention to the story to get like oh Zelda is in love with Link Mifa knows this and Mifa's trying to give her advice on how to like awaken that power in her and the armor the Zora armor is fitted for you because it's meant for like a a, like a wedding armor basically oh I (laughs) forgot about that yeah and obviously in Skyward, or excuse me, in uh, Breath of the Wild, there's that line where it's, um, where, where Zelda's blessing the sword. She goes, whether Skyward bound adrift in time or burning in the steep embers of twilight. And yeah. it just like frames everything for you there. But it also threw everything into the fucking like shit storm because then everyone was like, wait, that's like different timelines all like mentioned. <laughs> Have they confirmed where Breath of the Wild falls on the timeline? I don't, isn't, it's always been theorized i feel like it's at like the very end yeah i think it's a convergent point yeah i think is what they've tried to establish they don't want to i think once we get i think breath of the wild 2 will answer a lot of those questions in my opinion i really hope so yeah let's see i'm so looking forward to that yeah (laughs) why don't we discuss our top three favorite zelda games let's do it okay my number three is (laughs) breath of the wild (laughs) Yes. Okay. Yeah, but number three, Breath of the Wild. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think <laughs> I do love Breath of the Wild. Um, it, it, I mean, it's only brought in a fresh new take on Zelda, but still, spa- uh, still stayed true to its roots. I mean, of mm-hmm. course, it brought in a lot of 
aspects from the very first Zelda game. I mean, that's how they made Breath of the Wild is making it first as mm-hmm. a regular uh, game from 86. And that's so cool. And But it's a big open world and you can explore anywhere. Like anywhere you see, you can go to that area. And you can attack enemies any way you want. You can be strate- strategically, you can go in bombs ablazing. You can go in like with fire or it's just so, it's so crazy. And there's so many various armor choices. And I love how like, if you're wearing metal, you're going to get struck by lightning. If you're yep. wearing, wearing yep. too many little clothes, you're going to freaking die of uh, frostbite. If it's too damn hot and you're dressed to the nines, you're going to die of heat stroke. It's just so cool. And you can go, sh- you can do shield surfing. There's so many shrines to explore. I think the DLC is one of the best DLCs ever. I love the Champions Ballad. I love how you can uh, upgrade your Master Sword. That's so cool. And it's just, it's fun. And I love how you can go anywhere, complete anything on your own time. And it will take you hours to explore anywhere within this map that you're given. Mm-hmm. But that's the fun part of it, I feel like. there. I have heard, like, some cons to it, how it's too big. Nothing can be too big. Oh, I, 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 I have some cons to it, but it being too big, not one of them. I think it was... Perfect. Also, there's so much in every pocket of the map. It's not like there's dead space. There's so many open-world games that are made with dead space. Whereas mm-hmm. this one, like, I felt like I could, one of my favorite things to do is legitimately go into um, like one of the zones and just walk through the path and yeah. just like experience it slow. Cause I would always ride through and try to do all the quests and everything. But now I'm like, once I finish, I would just, I would just walk through like the areas and just feel the ambiance. And there's always something, whether it's yeah. like villagers getting attacked or a Yiga clan kind of coming to like attack you. There's always with their something bananas. to do. grab the potassium so i i love breath of the wild i think the gameplay is really great for everything you you just said cole i think you know some cons to it i would say it was a very flimsy story unfortunately and hopefully it's going to get expanded upon in in breath of the wild too and i think that was the kind of the point of breath of the wild you you were just throwing it was supposed to be exactly like the first game i mean you're literally just here wake up listen to this old man Go and that homage tell you where, <laughs> where you're running out out of the uh, Shrine of Resurrection, that's the art from the very first game where he's mm-hmm. standing and he looks at the two mountains there. So it's beautiful. But, you know, in terms of the, the world, I thought the world was beautiful and big and I wanted to explore everything. I did find myself disappointed that some of the re- regions I would go to, it was the same Yiga clan. It was same of the, some of the same stuff that were spawned in other parts of the world, that there wasn't that much uniqueness to it. Or you would be going through the mountains and there would be nothing but wolves there. I was hoping for a little bit more nuggets to explore. You I wish there was a little bit more music to it too. I think that's one of my cons. I, I, like- I, under- I understand why they didn't do that to really fill in that wilderness aspect. But I think just the, the music means so much to me that just missing that, um, just missing that aspect to the game just is a little bit of a con for me. However, I understand why they did that and I appreciate their approach to it. Definitely. And there is definitely like pianos here and there and stuff and just like slow ambience music, which I am totally here for. Guardian theme. Oh yeah. yeah. Don't oh, give me- God. oh my God. That's more like, terrifying than an Emmy. Let me just put well, it there. You there. thought Majora's Mask was frightening? When that piano starts, you run for your fucking Everyone. life. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even. That I can't wait for that reimagined. Is... 
they're going to make them even scarier in Breath of the Wild too, or they're going to make something scarier than the Guardians. That's for sure. I uh, that dead corpse in that trailer is frightening. Yeah, I I think the music. You know, one thing that's really awesome because you can pick up on it, especially if you start kind of hearing all the tracks and you start listening to people talk about it. Um, that they there's melodies from old songs in the track it's just spaced out like for the ambiance of like when you're riding at night or when you're walking through certain areas it's so spaced out i think it's like zelda's lullaby is somewhere um when you're in like the the shrine or near the temple of time zelda's lullaby plays but it's spaced out so you can't hear it correctly but if you push it all together and speed it up it's zelda's lullaby and i think that's one thing that was really well done like a lot of the tracks aren't as original there's some that are just remastered or reorchestrated um, but I feel like it also works because the main aspect of Breath of the Wild was to do something that's not the Zelda formula, was mm-hmm. to just deviate completely. And I think that's where Breath, uh, Breath of the Wild 2 is going to be like the, the game we all kind of secretly wanted Breath of the Wild 1 to be, where it's going to have so much story, so many amazing musical moments, so many like lore bits. I think that's where the game is really going to shine because now we, we got to experience, you know, an open world now we get a story. That's why Age of Calamity for me was really fun because like it gave a lot of story and a lot of great tracks to listen to. I still haven't even played that. I've only played the demo. Really good. It's really good. It's uh, yeah. I mean, Breath of the Wild. I thought was really like I I love how expansive it was. I love the score for the dragons. I, it was fun. I, my, my again, my quarrels were I wish there was a lot more nuggets in in that beautiful terrain one of the things i wish we would have gotten was a graveyard like a proper nice graveyard that seems to be lacking in zelda games recently but was so much fun back in the day but oh yeah other than that like i i think the gameplay speaks for itself it's a wonderful game paul goes i really wish there was more to this world than just wolves meanwhile his first story he tells me is he climbed a mountain all the way to the top and got rammed off by a (laughs) ram (laughs) I was hoping for a little bit more like and I get it I mean listen we, we can dedicate a whole podcast to exactly that but I felt like the the world though very big oh. and expansive was was sort of lacking in, in diversity of of what you can find out there to counter your point I do think that what this game did really well that no other game has done really well has been the ability to create secrets or experiences for players that they all get to share online because no, everyone was like discovering all these things, whether it was speed running or just adventuring, realizing, oh my God, you can actually put these two things together and they do this. You know, I felt like that was, a re- that's what made the game so much more charming was the fact that there's like little elements of things that you discovered. And when you discovered it for the first time, you're like, holy shit, this is amazing. Yeah. Or even like the imaginative, imaginative ways you can use like weapons and stuff, how you can launch yourself up in the air and just yeah. go ape shit on one of the Physics enemies. Physics was amazing. It's cool. great physics. <laughs> All right, what's your number two, Cole? My number two is Wind Waker. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to build off what our discussion was with Wind Waker already. I mean, the cell shading art style is timeless. It allowed so much more emotions in you know, funny and even like, well, emotional way. It was so, I mean, like the scene when Link is leaving his grandma on the ship. I mean, that, I mean, it... That animation wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for the shell shading art style, sure. I feel like. And I love all the characters. All They're all charming. Um, Tetra, I love Tetra. Tetra's great. And uh, Link's grandmother, I love her. She's probably the sweetest person ever. And I love the interesting design they went with Ganon, how he's just this 
big ass guy and just yeah. very menacing, but like he has just like this cloak. I mean, you can't even see his arms or his or like his hands or his feet mm-hmm. or anything, which is really cool. And I thought the dungeons are creative. I love the bosses and all the sound effects and the soundtrack are spectacularly perfect. Yeah. And I think I like one of the first games I really immersed myself with Zelda was Phantom Hourglass, excluding like Majora's Mask, but I was too young to really fully get into that plus i was too chicken shit to do it but the uh, with my love for phantom hourglass the reason i love phantom hourglass so much is because it's just that one game like you like the first game that you really get into and stuff and so when i got wind waker hd that was like when it hit peak for me i mean that's where i totally like fell in love with toon link and that mm-hmm. entire timeline basically of that that whole story and basically wind waker is what started that that led to phantom hourglass and then spirit tracks and stuff and i just i i, I love it so so much and plus how i said, talked about uh toon toon link and how he's such he's one of my favorite iterations of the character and stuff so you heard it here first. Cole is a Toon Link main on Smash. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of is, actually. <laughs> I am, yeah. <laughs> but he mains Little Mac, so yeah, you don't, know my pain. Don't F with me with Little Mac. I will, <laughs> I will beat you. <laughs> that's for another time, that's for sure. Yeah. And you're number one. I am. My number one is Link Between Worlds. I love Link Between Worlds so, 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 so much. It was the first, like, open-ended Zelda right before uh, Breath of the Wild. Granted, mm-hmm. that was, I mean, like, four years prior still until Breath of the Wild was released. But that was, like, our first taste into it. And goddamn, did it taste pretty damn good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everything you can beat any of the dungeons in any order. I actually really love the rent and buying item systems mm-hmm. with, uh, is it Rivali? No, uh Ravio? Ravio, yeah. thank you. I think Rivali is one of the champions from Breath of the Wild. Yeah, that's right. Um, I think everything is visually stunning, and Link becoming a painting and merging to the walls is one of the best yeah. gaming mechanics ever. That does. Like, you... I never played it, but it looks so good and so much fun. It yeah. is so fun, and the music mm-hmm. is outstanding. Like I can listen to the ro- low rule theme song all day. It is just everything about that is so good. I love Yuga. Um, it is just, and cause I know it's just, it's literally a link to the past, just a little more updated with a little slightly different story. And of course, different gaming mechanics, but I love link between worlds and I truly do think it's better than link to the past. Those are my top three favorite Zelda games. All right. I'll Payton. be going now. <laughs> Payton. Okay. So for, uh, my number three, I actually have Majora's Mask. Uh, the reason for this is because uh, I really like the uh, so I it didn't phase me. I'm the person that like loves Majora's Mask, but it didn't phase me how like some assets from Ocarina of Time were used in uh, in Majora's Mask, and quite frankly, like how it aged nowadays. I think that using those assets for the game actually helps the game uh, like it helps people create theories for the game and like how it, it fits into the timeline and everything. But, uh, one of the thing, things that I love about the game, the unique uh, time system with the three days, that terrified me. Uh, <laughs> the mask system, how you did all of the side quests and got Fierce Deity, which is this OP mask that basically one-shots Majora in the final boss. And then 
the I, there is irony to me putting this on my list because I hate horror games and I hate horror movies. I but quite frankly, you can call Majora's <laughs> Matt. <laughs> it, it's okay. He's, could... he's, heard, he's heard me scream tons of times playing horror games. So <laughs> Even if they're not Try horror the games. Future, but right now, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, fair and, enough. And paid into what you're saying, like I think the idea with how it fits into the timeline, reusing those assets, because I agree, it doesn't bug me in the end. But on the stages of grief, all of that stuff that Link is coming to terms with his own death. And that's Mm -hmm. something that comes to play in Twilight Princess. Yeah. And plus the side quest to that. I mean, Majora's Mask really dived deep into the side quest, which really was like one of the first games to like really show you can give emotion and character and story that isn't only you playing the game you know yeah. i mean mm-hmm. uh the love story between i can't remember the two characters but that one's so yeah. sweet and also the uh, there's an entire side quest dedicated to the alien yeah. yeah oh yeah yeah i forgot and the, about that and the daughter the, with where her... it ducks the cows oh yeah <laughs> and the daughter with her father that's cursed that was really oh yeah the uh right right before the stone temple oh, yeah the mummy well and and literally the song of the song of uh healing will always have such a haunting uh melody for me no, i'm gonna be Peyton loves that song i, I love it my favorite songs i uh, love that song i've always had this theory um i forgot the young and beautiful from the great gatsby ost mm-hmm. i always that lana del rey did i always say that the beginning of that song sounds exactly like the song of healing like the way like the chord progression it's not exact but it's like sounds similar where like if you put the two together oh. you can kind of hear uh, a similarity to them but it's are you really... saying lana del rey is secretly a zelda fan no <laughs> but actually uh that's where zelda's name comes from eh. Yeah, from the Great Gatsby. So that, so I'm really? not. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised if. Um, that would <laughs> well, be it would of... because of Zelda Fitzgerald, who yeah. was J. Scott Fitzgerald's uh, wife. Yeah, and that's why I wouldn't be surprised uh, if like uh, that was like okay. a little like nugget of kind of like. Which, you know, by the service. way, Zelda Fitzgerald is probably one of my favorite unsung literary icons. Like she was legit crazy. Glad our princess is named after a crazy woman. <laughs> like she is legit cray cray. And I'm yeah, your princess is in another castle. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like it's, and, and that's why Robin Williams uh, named, named his daughter, his daughter yep. Zelda. But um, I'm forgetting like, she, so Zelda was like a painter. She also wrote a book and I'm totally forgetting what the name of the book was. I think she, but she was like your quintessential like flapper jazz age. And I said, this... J Scott Fitzgerald thinking of J Scott Campbell's F Scott Fitzgerald. I'm glad someone oh, said it. Sorry, I just had to to, had to correct it. myself. Sorry. But. Sorry, I hate Jay Scott. Can't hurt. <laughs> um, pain but, continue. Sorry. Hey, number two. All righty. My number two is actually a link between worlds and building off of uh, what my brother was saying. The soundtrack is amazing. Um, I think, yes. Uh, the characters are fun. Uh, and because, like, even though it, some people could view it as a uh, almost like a remaster of a Link to the Past. The reason I the reason why it's at number two for me is because Link to the Past was a very sim- like it was complicated, but the controls were simplistic. And I think with that simplistic control layout and the new mechanics brought into the game, it was an easy game for new Zelda fans to get into. Mm-hmm. And I think with the simple controls, the fun characters, and the soundtrack, 
you could be immediately hooked within the first couple seconds of even starting up the game. And that's one of the reasons why it's at number two. Yeah. That's a very good reason. Also, I forgot to mention Link Twin Worlds. I forgot like how um, to make the game so you didn't just see like Link straight down. They all like leaned everyone back. I forgot (laughs) about that. All right, Peyton, number one. before I do my number one, uh, in Link's house, you can actually find a Majora's Mask Easter egg uh, on his wall. Oh, oh yeah. You can actually morph yeah. into the wall and go behind it. It's sick. Um, my number one, and this may be kind of, uh, I may be, I don't know if I'll be seen as like, uh, why did you choose this kind of person? But my number one <laughs> is actually Twilight Princess. Oh. Nice. Nice. I understand uh, why, yeah. Wait, why? Yeah. I, I think it came out during a great time. I, and yeah. I think the Wii mm-hmm. was phenomenal, but I'm curious why. Twilight Princess, well, as I mentioned before, I am a story writer. The dark aesthetic between the Twilight Realm and the light world, like that just like story just like stuck with me for some reason. It had the dark aesthetic that I loved dearly. Minna was an awesome companion. And also, I think I. I honestly think Twilight Princess has some of the unique, uh, some of the most unique uh, temples in the game. Like, for instance, the uh, uh, the house on the mountain, the yeah. winter house. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love oh, that temple. Yeah. Where you that get the ball fun. and chain. Gorgeous. That Plus, that boss battle is really great, too, I think. Oh, God. It's, a, it's it such is. a good setup, it's... too. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And when she turns around, God, that that's a Ooh. jump scare right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And also with, like... Uh, if we also want to go back to songs and also feeling emotional, Minna's Lament. Yeah, that's all I gotta say. Yeah, that Minna's when Lament. you when you're carrying her because she's mm-hmm. uh, plagued by Zant's magic. That was yeah. really good. Someone was playing I actually that. Just got goosebumps because of that. <laughs> Someone was playing that <laughs> I while it. I was at school last uh, yesterday, oh. and I was I was like, I gotta go shake this person's hand. <laughs> Ryan, you loved Minna. You loved her quite yeah. a bit, and you loved the ending where she breaks the mirror. I love, yeah, I love breaking mirrors. I don't like to see my own reflection. No. <laughs> Zelda Fitzgerald reincarnated. Uh, this is, it's a good segue because my number three is actually Twilight Princess. Um, awesome. Because I oh. have such a, I have such a love for it. Again, it was a game that I played first. Like I played by myself. So that was like my first experience playing Zelda. Um, I loved Minna. I always felt like I love the trailer version of her too. Like when they showed her, I thought that was so cool. And how her hair was more flowy instead of a hand at the time. Um, I like mm-hmm. her mechanic too. I felt like, I, I, I will say this much. Twilight Princess probably played such a huge role in my artistic styling of characters and what I like to do draw at the time. Like I loved all of the, the twi uh, the Twilights um, mm-hmm. or Twillies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I love them so much. They were so, Twilies. so well done. Yeah. They're so well done. And I love, <laughs> I, I also love Zant. I think Zant for me, it, it will always be the greatest, like second uh, antagonist, like the four games. He's a like, puppet. He's literally a puppet, and I love that reveal. That game, and also when uh, spoilers, but uh, when uh, at the end, when uh, Ganon has the master sword mm. through him, Zant is just shown and he just cracks his neck yep. and just kills. I was like, oh my god, that's dark. <laughs> I felt like I felt like Twilight Princess also, we didn't talk about this, but I felt like Twilight Princess did probably the best. Uh, interpretation of Ganon. I felt like they gave him a lot yeah. of great character, yes. and I felt like he had. I felt like that was the first game playing it that I was like, Ganon felt like a like a prominent overseeing force 
in the story yeah. that like you you were always working towards um so yeah twilight princess for sure my favorite i will say though my least favorite characterization of link and zelda i felt zelda was definitely the flattest i thought She's zelda was so yeah. flat she disappears yeah. she literally disappears yeah no they, reason at all i felt like she and had such she a does... great setup and then they just yeah pull and then her. she becomes a puppet too speaking of puppets. yeah but like that's the thing. Literally. It had a good beginning. It had a good beginning and good end. And then there's just she's not there for like the middle of the story. So like you kind of forget that you're trying to save her. <laughs> and it was such a big deal in at the time when the press was being released. They're like, notice Zelda has a sword, you know, in oh, Nintendo yeah. Power or, or Game Informer or wherever. And it was like the art. And she, you're like, ooh, is Zelda going to be playable? Is she going to take an active role? But she literally just holds the sword. You know, before it's she does exactly what she's, she's doing like, in that art. Take the, yeah, it. take this. She holds yeah. it, and then she just drops it, and and that's it. That, that's <laughs> you're like, okay, that's it. Thank I you. I fulfilled my role. Yeah, I feel like Minna definitely was like the the best. Like it should have just been more about her, and and Zelda should have taken a bit of more of a backseat. I mean, it did, but I felt like she was such a great character to like really Let's dive into. Mendo. Yeah, um, and my second, yeah. my second is Ocarina of Time. Um, always will be a classic. Yeah. I don't. I of think course, that's revolutionary. Saying. Yeah, and I, I just feel like there's so much that I like stylistically when I think about like storytelling and going and even just creating characters. I always go back to a lot of what Zelt like Ocarina of Time did really well, and what it did also, you know, not so well, but it, it, it had a reason for it. And I felt like they did a really great job of making these characters that are so weird and so kooky that you kind of mm. just are like obsessed with. Um, you yeah, like the original or remake better? I played, uh, obviously I played both. So I will say, I think I'm kind of indifferent. Mm -hmm. um, and there's not too much of a difference between them. And I do like the graphic update. It helped a little bit. I think they could have uh, made some things a little bit more creepier in the remake. But yeah. I think the I think the the game overall feels the exact same. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, the just the way it starts, it's such a it's such a classic story. It's really oh, yeah. awesome. Um, and then my first goes to Breath of the Wild. I have so much hope on it that it's going to be a great reimagining of the characters. And I, again, already love what they've done with Age of Calamity. And that's just deals. That's just literally a side story. You know, it's yeah, not even... I mean, it's just an upgraded Hyrule Warriors. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, the, the lore that they expose there, the stories that they bring out, the characters just feel so amazing. The champions are amazing. Urbosa is one of my favorite characters. I, I'm just so excited for what's to come. And that's why, like, I, I think... I, I have high hopes that Breath of the Wild 2 will be like as on par of like Ocarina of Time in terms of legendary status. Um, and I hope they take their time to release yeah. it as we've all said already. Like take your time, do a really proper, get all the bugs fixed and deliver a really great sequel. And I think they will. Mm -hmm. And I'm okay if they recycle the assets. They use, they invested so much in this world, like reuse the physics engine, you reuse yeah. all that, like just do it. Well, yeah. I mean, you already put all this time into the first one. Just keep on building yeah. off of it. Build off of don't it. Don't be legendary. Fix what's not broken. Yeah, exactly. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, all right. So my top three, my, my number three is Link's Awakening. I played it Ooh. recently. I never got to play it. Well, I, I was in proximity of it when I played it as a kid. Uh, my, my primo Roy had it on the Game Boy and I, I watched him play, but um, playing it, uh, the remake one, I, I'm, trying, I'm forgetting who the developer was for it, but they, they released it on the Switch and it was 
so beautiful. It was Adorable. so heartbreaking, you know, mm-hmm. when they're like, don't wake the windfish. And at the end where she, you know, becomes, you know, a bird and she's free. I thought it was absolutely beautiful. I loved it. I thought it was a very engrossing story. And I, I think it, it posed a lot of questions you know, if you were the player, like what constitutes reality and these characters? And, well, everyone... and like if you what you're doing is the right thing too. like yeah. it, the, more, that question, the whole thing. Like if I do if I be, basically if I beat this game, am I killing these people in a yeah. sense or that's why yeah, he, he annihilates an entire island, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, and that's fine. It, it was really <laughs> I think it's really cute and it was well done and it, it was fun and it was a pleasure to play and i don't think it's offensive i think it's just a fun zelda game and it has all those characteristics that make it uh a good zelda game it's quirky interesting characters and a storyline that really makes you think as a as a player and it's crazy how that originated on a handheld game boy that was the first game boy game boy zelda game and so for it to be that revolutionary on a handheld is spectacular and i i love that game too that one's a good one yeah, and they recreated it. I'm looking at some of the old screenshots from the Game Boy. They recreated it like shot for shot. Yeah. You know, yeah. it and was it's really such good. an adorable looking game. <laughs> yeah, and I'm forgetting what, what's your name? Marin? 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 Marin, Marin I think. Marin? Marin. Yeah. Marin. M A R I N. Yeah, Marin. Uh, Marin. I'm like, Marin. Like, yeah, Marin. Marin. I'm like, Marin. Um, <laughs> I may be wrong. I've heard like so many did, uh, different say, uh, I get everything wrong. Things. Me too. But, <laughs> I um, say Marin. So. But like the, yeah, and that will make sense. Payne's always correct. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but like the, like, yeah, yeah, the, I am. the <laughs> shot of the, the bird at the end and that she was reincarnated as a bird. I thought it was, it was very lovely and beautiful. So that gets number three for me. My second one is Skyward Sword. And for reasons nice. we have discussed, I thought the, the character development was wonderful. It was the music. It was very symphonic. And it was a great 25th anniversary release of the game. I, I have no qualms mm-hmm. with it. It delivered. I think one of the shots I love so much was the sequence where they're at the Temple of Time and Zelda gives the harp to Link. And she goes, here, you're going to need it for what's to come. And she shoots it at him. And then um, I call him Lord, give me a ham because of Apollo. But I love he's a frightening villain too. He is. Uh, uh, but I love when his he, oh, yes. weird ass tongue. But when he finally jumps the, the ah. shield and and Link actually comes in and defends him, and Impa realizes she's been wrong about Link this entire time. And she's here like Link, thank you. And you know, you can choose what you say to her. I always choose go go protect Zelda. And I just think it's a really beautiful, wonderful. And, and not, not, uh, I, am I on time? Am I on time now? Yeah. Like, I love literally, that. I love that. Oh, you yeah. missed that one. Come on, Paul. I lo- no, but I love that, the sense of urgency. I don't think Link would be snarky. I think Link would say, go protect Zelda. You know, that's how I. I, I, chose, I chose that one, Paul. Thank yeah, you. I, I Thank you, Peyton. I chose, you. I was like. Novices hey, of late? podcasts <laughs> yeah. or novices of comic books is going to rise soon. Oh. Anyway, yes. keep going. Our villain arc. <laughs> yeah. <But it> was... <laughs> <laughs> the villain. Yeah. Bill... <laughs> but it was. Villain our... arc, man. 
it was it was so wonderful. It was so beautiful. I, I think I do understand the limitations with it. But again, I think the character development, I, I certainly just to point out, I don't like that we had to go back to the same boards over and over again. I thought those that was kind of uh, reductive. I did not like mm-hmm. um, the sky. The sky was awful. The the whatever the motion like, control was, was awful. But I think the HD was oh, really- I hated it. Yeah. And even then, now I had to buy new uh, Joy-Cons for my Nintendo Switch because they were kind of janky and I still was having trouble. But my all-time favorite, and this is not going to be shocking to anyone, is Ocarina of Time. Someone had to I'm have surprised. it. Some, I know everyone can be shocked, but listen, listen. Oh my goodness. Listen, oh my God. <laughs> listen, kids, gather around Grandpa, Grandpa Paul here now. Like Grandpa the year Paul. was 1998. And. <laughs> Everyone in my freshman <laughs> class, we were all playing. In one year, Cole Daniel will be born, but we were all playing. Um, the greatest thing will ever greatest happen. Thing ever. <laughs> we were all playing. Yeah, sure. yeah, 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 yeah. It makes sense. Like, that was Y2K <laughs> panic. So, there you go. I digress. But, um, no, it, Ocarina of Time just redefined everything. It was the first time it was a 3D game. It was so... The, the discoverability was that you did not have spoilers. You only had yeah, like AOL, you know, AOL, you know, articles that said like, these are some things you can do. And I remember following all like the instructions for the giant sword based off of an AOL like article. And you didn't know what you were following. You were just getting eye drops and you're going to get something big and, you know, shooting, you know, the arrow at the sunrise to get the fire arrows that was unheard of in a game and yeah. it was just a lot of fun and i don't know why i could never get it <laughs> it always took me so many different tries i'm like what am i doing wrong <laughs> but um, well n64 had such great like lore that you could you could see all these things happening and discover it on your own and i think that really makes the game really special especially for mm. both of us yeah and you know again and and to bring this full this episode full circle with our brothers here it was the first time ryan sat on his bed and we were eating papa john's pizza and i was playing ocarina of time and he had the strategy guide and we sort of played it together and it was a very lovely memory and That's I miss that version thing. of my brother. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. How dare you grow up? Sorry. I can't believe you grew up. I Sorry. <laughs> maybe in the maybe in the uh, fallen brother timeline. It's a little different. In that fallen brother timeline. But wow. we had, yeah, our room was painted blue and we had like posters of Zelda and Street Fighter on there mm. and a Buffy standout, like a cutout Buffy, Sarah Michelle Geller. Yeah board it was it was a lot of fun and and so it was a very nice uh, memory to have with ryan that's sweet yeah i I love zelda yeah peyton and i always bond over zelda i remember whenever uh we're in the car together we just like blast that soundtrack and we go we go ham yeah we do go ham we do yeah (laughs) so folks at home you dm us and you email us with your top three zelda games and your favorite incarnations of the characters. Yeah. If you have any more questions about Zelda, we'd love to answer them. So, yes, please message us at mastersofcomicbooks at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on Instagram at mastersofcomicbooks. And if you'd like to follow me as well, I am ColeDaniel99. Oh, and we have that discourse. Discord, Paul. Discord. <laughs> Discord. <laughs> Much like every word that comes out of his mouth, it's a discord in my harmony. 
Ryan, where can people follow you? <laughs> you can follow my fabulous adventure at Ryry Cosmos on all socials. Peyton, where can uh, listeners follow you? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram and follow my bizarre adventure. That's a shout out to JoJo's bizarre adventure. Peyton uh, loves I JoJo. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. JoJo. Oh God. <laughs> Jesus. I've been holding it. In, I've been holding it in this entire time. That's Don't another worry. episode. That is another episode. They have are, you ever seen? Have you ever watched JoJo? Have me down. I've watched like what Ryan has no, shown me. No, you have I, literally. He saw the fight of White Album versus Giorno, and that's the extent. And he goes, "I don't understand anything that happened." And I was like, "You're not supposed to." Yeah, <laughs> you have to watch the whole. You're just, you have to watch the whole show to understand it. He goes, "Show me the best exactly. thing." Exactly. I, like, I think some of honestly, my questions were on the mechanics of the fighting, but we, we we will get into that. I listen. I have an open heart with JoJo, and I'm happy hey, to watch it. This let's is do be like the Metroid. This is going to be like the Metroid episode all over again where Paul's just going to stand in the corner and not know how to talk. Well, this game is I... so much fun. I'm going to go to Nerd Alert's apartment now and do an Instagram live. Bye. Literally. By My the way, Uber's yeah. already down there. Where's your Metroid Dread copy, Paul? <laughs> I got lost in the that's, mail. That's a follow-up for, follow for those that were wondering where that went. <laughs> got lost Sorry, not to derail. Not to derail. You can follow me at my and follow my bizarre adventure. Uh, uh, Wildcat Eleven, spelled W Y L D C A T Eleven, on uh, Instagram. All right, and you guys can hit me up on Power of X Men. Thank you guys so much for listening to Masters of Comic Books. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful day. Woo! We'll see you next week. Woo! Bye.